0: It's not uncommon for us during Advent to do a sermon series on one of the Christmas carols. We've done uh, Joy to the World, uh, O Little Town of Bethlehem, uh, Angels We Have Heard on High, and this year we're doing The Friendly Beasts. Uh, We um, want to focus on each Sunday what gift each particular animal gave to the holy family, then how Christ gave that gift to people, and then how we can give that gift, and also how we've received that gift from Christ. So this this week is the donkey, Shaggy and Brown. I carried his mother uphill and down I carried his mother to Bethlehem town, I, said the donkey, Shaggy and Brown. You're not gonna get that out of your head all week, so just don't, don't try to get it out. You're gonna be humming that all week, you know. Um, I carried his mother, carried. Um, you know, often you know, they carried me at that hard time. I couldn't do it myself, they carried me. So, you know, the gift is support. I supported his mother uphill and down. I supported his mother to Bethlehem town. Before um, we get into the donkey uh, explicitly, uh, I want to uh, address Psalm 80. Psalm 80 is um, almost the opposite of what support and caring is about. The, The psalmist here the language is actually pretty raw. Uh, it's unclear whether it's angry language or depressed language or hopeless language. But there's a lot of emotion behind what the psalmist is saying. You know, Give ear, O Lord. Give ear. It, he, Listen to me. You're not listening to me. You don't hear me. Make your face shine upon me. Look at me. Quit looking through me. Am I invisible? You know, there's there's emotion here in this psalm. It's the opposite of Psalm 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, where one celebrates the presence of God. Psalm 80 is about the absence of God. Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Psalm 80 doesn't say that. It says, store up your might. Hey, you can do this. Why aren't you doing it? Very different tone in Psalm 80 from Psalm 23. Listen to us. See us. Restore us. Give us light. Do something. Have we had experiences of not being seen, of not being heard, you know, I, I remember when, the, when our kids were little and we were living in Dayton, one of Maria's playmates, Megan, came over to the house. It was a spring day. The door was open. Uh, the screen door was there. And, and Megan knocked on the door, and I went to answer it, and she just looked. Is anybody at the home? And I thought, am I invisible? What, what is she looking at? You know, have you ever been in a meeting where you've said something that's totally ignored? totally ignored and five minutes later somebody will say the exact thing you said and they'll say boy bob's got a good idea you know anything it's it, it, am i the only one that hears my voice i mean don't you have that experience of not being seen and not being heard and you feel insignificant unimportant uh you don't matter you know we have that happen to us Sometimes we'll write letters and, and, and make phone calls and send emails to somebody and they never respond. And you think, well, I guess I'm gonna give up on this person, I'm just wasting my breath. Yeah. And God, how do we feel about God? My experience is um, Christians are too polite Um, I like in the Psalms I appreciate the audacity and the rawness of Jewish prayer where it confronts God and holds God accountable for God's sake act what kind of God are you we're too polite for that but that's this kind of prayer God you have the strength to heal this person heal him fix it expect a miracle is this a psalm of faith or unfaith is this anger that's being expressed about faith or a lack of faith I think it's about faith The person hasn't given up on God, they're still talking to God. God is the one in whom they place their hope. Do something! I was at a meeting several weeks ago where a denominational leader was kind of chastising the ministers who were there because this denominational leader had not been called about the revival of the death penalty in Ohio and immigration issues that we weren't being socially aware. And I thought, why would I call you? If I want action on the death penalty, I wouldn't call you. I'd call the governor asking for a stay. If I wanted some action on... Immigration, I wouldn't call you. I wouldn't place my hope in you. I'd call my senator. I'd call my representative. Who we lash out to, who we express our frustration with, is the person in whom we hope, whom we expect to do something. And when we do that, we establish contact. establish a connection. And that's what the psalmist is doing and lashing out and expressing the anger that God doesn't see and God doesn't hear. They're actually establishing a connection with God. Maybe it's in the darkness where we feel like we're not supported, where we feel like we're not heard and not seen, and where we feel hopeless, maybe it's in that darkness that the light shines. We sang that in response to the lighting of the Advent candle. In the darkness, the light shines. And maybe it's when we cry out from our darkness and acknowledge it that we start to experience God's light and God's presence because we've established that connection. And you think of a plant, you know, a seed that's buried, you don't see anything and the plant and the seed is in the darkness. But there's life going on and there's growth and there's hope in the darkness. When I was in college, I, Hanover was um, about a 14-hour drive, well, 12 hours if you broke the speed limit. It was uh, about a 14-hour drive from, from home. And so I, um, I seldom went home on long weekends or for holidays. Um, I would always go to my roommate's um, house in Hartford, which was about four hours away. And you know, uh, we'd, Jonathan and I would hitchhike from the four hours from Hanover to Hartford. And we'd have, you know, a great time with his family and, and wonderful Thanksgiving and Passover and, and all of that. And, and then on Sunday afternoon, when we had to go back to school, Jonathan's mother would um, take us halfway, two hours north, to um, the exit on at uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, and she'd drop us off, and then we would hitchhike the rest of the way up to uh, Hanover, the two hours. And, oh my God, if my mother knew that, she would have died on the spot that we were hitchhiking that way. And, uh, you know, after Thanksgiving, it wasn't uh, a real pleasant time. And in in that northern New England, the the sun sets around two o'clock, and it gets dark really early. And you know, and and after Thanksgiving, it's not uncommon for, for it to snow. And and so you get this picture of these guys hitchhiking at the Northampton exit and you know and stop, pick us up. You know, stop, pick up! don't they see us? Don't they see how wet we are? Don't we see how they see how cold we are? Stop! Hear us. You know, and sometimes they'd blow their horn and wave and go on. You know, and doesn't anybody care? Don't we matter? You know, and you start to get hopeless and you start to get angry. Won't anybody pick us up? Well, that that I'm here today shows that we did get picked up, you know, eventually. And you know, that car would stop and we'd run for that car. And you know, we'd get in and you know, we'd warm up and thank you. Thank you you saved us. We wouldn't use biblical language like restore or anything, but we would. You saved us. Thank you so much for carrying us, for supporting us and carrying us all the way up to Hanover. You're a lifesaver. Now I'm ready to talk about the donkey who carried them to Bethlehem town. It seems to me there are at least two, maybe three parts that are important to being carried in the gift of carrying. One is to cry out, to acknowledge our need to be carried, to be helped. And then the next parts are to be seen by somebody who will carry us or to be heard by somebody who will carry us. And when that happens, when that connection happens, we do feel restored. We feel like we've gotten new life. We feel like we matter. The donkey carried Mary uphill and down. Now, in the song, you don't hear Mary cry out. But I can imagine, as they were packing up to go to Bethlehem, she said something like, Joseph, I think we should take the donkey. Or maybe as they were on the journey, she said, Joseph, why don't you get off the donkey and let it carry me for a while? <laughs> you know? And she was heard. And she was seen. And the donkey carried her to Bethlehem town, supported her. You know, when you, you think of Jesus' ministry, it's a lot of people crying out to him The blind beggars. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. The lepers. Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus sees. And he hears. Go your way. He sees Zacchaeus. He sees the demoniac. That's Jesus' ministry you go to your first meeting and you you stand up and say I'm John, I'm an alcoholic and the group hears you and says welcome John and you get a sponsor and you're heard and you're seen when I was serving the church in Middletown we uh we went through uh, some family trouble that was uh, very distracting and um, exhausting. And I went to the staff at a staff meeting and I said, I'm just not able to cover everything right now. And I need your help to pick up some of this stuff. And they did. It was not in their job descriptions, but they did it, you know secretary and the bookkeeper and the organist and the choir director and the associate minister and I was carried. We get that gift of being carried and we give that gift of being carried. Somebody cries out to us and somebody says, do you see me? Do you hear me? And we can give that gift to be the light in their darkness, to establish that presence and connection. You know, uh, this hymn does not use a lot of heavy theological words. You know, it doesn't use words like incarnate deity or offspring of the virgin's womb, or now he lays his Godhead aside. And it doesn't have that, that language that we can write dissertations on. It's got a simple theology, but it's there. And it's real. You know, I carried his mother. I heard and I saw. And I carried and I supported You know, that's a gift we can give. It's a gift we can give. This is a season of sights and sounds and gift-giving. But fundamentally, it's about being seen and being heard by God and being carried. And it's about our taking that gift and seeing others and hearing others and carrying them to be a light in their darkness. May it be so. Amen.